Hello, this is Brian Foster, and we are streaming live on Kardec Radio Facebook page. Everyone, please join it. You can see many live streams from different spiritists, uh, lecturers, authors, speakers, all sorts of people who are giving you great information, and I'm just one of many. Um, we are here every Sunday night. That's my regular program. Any program I have here, I upload it to my YouTube and my BitChute channels. And so you can always see it there. You can you can please go to my site, nwspiritism.com, and subscribe to my YouTube and BitChute channels. I would uh, recommend that. And please leave comments and share this video on Facebook, too. That, anything we can do to help spread spiritism is wonderful. Now, this is part of an ongoing series of talking about each chapter, each Sunday night on the gospel according to Spiritism. And of course, I have that up for, uh, up on the screen. Alan Kardec, The Gospel According to Spiritism. I would recommend everyone to read it. I've read it multiple, multiple times. We leaf through it as we go through our God at home, uh, what we do every Monday night about 7 p.m. We meet as a family. We, we do that. We also go through the Spirits book. Um, and it's great what we do with our children as they yell out numbers. We, t we go to a question in the Spirits book and then we ask the question and say, okay, what do you think the answer is? So it's a great kind of a vehicle to get everybody involved uh, in, in the Gospel at Home, God at Home uh, meeting. <clears throat> so let's get into it. So this is Alan Kardec's The Gospel at Home, which before I forget, is in PDF. You can get that for free. You can you can go to my site, nwspiritism.com, click on his picture. It'll take you to a bookstore. You can get it. Or you can also find it, on, of course, on Amazon.com. You can find all that Alan Kardec's books as well as Chico Xavier's and others. So let's start about Chapter 8, Pure in Heart. Blessed are the pure in heart. So this is in Matthew chapter 5, verse 8. Blessed are the pure in heart, for they shall see God. And they brought young children. And then, this, then the next one is in uh, the Gospel according to Spiritism, is Mark chapter 10, verse 13 and 16. And they brought young children to him, that he should touch them. And his dis disciples rebuked those that brought them. But when Jesus saw it, he was much displeased, and said unto them, Suffer the little children to come unto me, and forbid them not, for such is the kingdom of God. Verily I say unto you, Whosoever shall not receive the kingdom of God as a little child, he shall not enter therein. And he took them up in his arms, put his hands upon them, and blessed them. So Alan Kardec writes, Pureness of heart is inseparable from simplicity and humility. It excludes all ideas of selfishness and pride. This is why Jesus took infancy as a symbol of purity and humility. It might appear unjust to make this comparison, seeing that the spirit of a child could be very old, and on being reborn to the corporeal life might bring with it the imperfections which it had not been able to cast off during previous incarnations. Only a spirit who has reached perfection can offer an example of true purity. However, from the point of view of our present life, it offers an exact comparison because a child, having no opportunity as of yet to manifest any perverse tendencies, presents with us an image of, of innocence. 
and purity. So it becomes clear that Jesus did not say the kingdom of heaven was meant for children, but for those who resemble them. Since the spirit of a child has lived before, why does it not show itself as it really is right from birth? Well, everything in God's work is full of wisdom. A child needs special care, which only a mother's tenderness can bestow, tenderness which stems from the frailty and ingenuousness of the child. For a mother, the ch her child is always an angel, and this is the way it must be in order to captivate concern. So there's other, a lot has been written on this. And let's go about that for a second for children. So children are special. And what we have been told in subsequent books, uh, in, in the, really the, you can read this in the whole series of, of, of books by Chico Xavier, Andre Luis books. And what they talk about is children and how a reincarnation and, and childhood. What does all that mean? Well, there's a couple of very interesting things. One is, as Alan Kardec wrote, that child could have been an old spirit with plenty, you know, it's like I was when a child, I was an old spirit, but it was plenty of things that I was embarrassed about and I shouldn't have done and I am guilty of in past lives. Of course, I didn't know that as a child. And, of, and so what we are told is that the true character and personality of a child doesn't come out between about 15 to 20, kind of in those age range, which it depends. So therefore, the spirit world meant the child to be malleable, meant, meant them to, to be able to change their personality and their character, hopefully for the better. And that's one of the reasons why we don't really get our our personality from ourselves. That's why some a lot of children change. You know, all of a sudden, you know, they just like to become themselves or become different. They're not this child who asks for everything and and is you know humble and malleable. Uh, they their own personality comes through. Hopefully, according to the spirit world, they've changed their character. They've changed their outlook a little bit. They've gotten softer edges and got rid of some of the primitive emotions, and they're a better person for it. And that personality comes on top of what they've learned, um, and it helps. So that's one of the things about a child. Also, it's very interesting in the series of Andre Louis' books, it talks about, and I forgot which book, is that a child is still connected to her mother, his or her mother, until they're seven or eight years old uh, because of the blood is, is still part of her mother's blood is still in there until that age, which I thought that was very interesting. I'd never heard that from anything in our science, so I thought that was interesting. So there's a lot of connection between children and the parents. It's very important. In fact, Spiritism and in the Spirits book says one of the most important tasks we can do on earth is to correctly raise a child. So now the next thing he says is talking about talking about whoever is therefore shall be ashamed of me and my words in this adulterous and sinful generation of him shall the son of man be ashamed when he cometh in the glory of his father with the holy angels that's mark chapter 8 verse 38 so what that means is as alan kardec writes his true pureness isn't not only in behavior but also in thought since the person who has a pure heart does not even think evil. 
Jesus was to say that he condemned sin, even in thought, because it is a sign of impurity. The principle naturally leads to the following question. This is what Allan Kardec wrote. Do we suffer consequences for a bad thought, even if it is not followed by the actual action? And I think this is a very important point. A lot of people ask me this, and I and I just read this again just the other day, and I thought, oh, this is the answer I should have given all along. This is what Alan Kardec writes. At this point, it is necessary to make an important distinction. As the soul advances along its path to evolution and spiritualization, it will slowly become enlightened. So, little by little, divest itself of its imperfections according to the greater or lesser goodwill it demonstrates within its free will. Therefore, all evil thoughts result from the imperfections of the soul. But according to the strength of the desire to appear itself, the evil thought becomes a means of advancement when it is energetically repelled. Now, this one is, this is, I had, I thought this is a very important point, is that the, the practice of rejecting an evil thought really helps our advancement. And I think that is, of course, as usual, Alan Kardec's got the best points. Um, but that is really good. And, and I, and I, as I've talked about this before, is in the spirit world, thought is action. And this is why we're here on Earth to really go through some tough, basic training, right? We're going through the mud and the machine guns are firing over our heads. That's the, what life is like on Earth. And we're not only to learn that to keep our mouth shut when we should, but keep our thoughts. And I did a lot of this when I first, um, tr- you know, understood and started thinking that not only do I have to watch what I say, I have to really watch what I feel and think. And believe me, I know this is extremely hard, but it is possible because it's just as Alan Kardec wrote, right? Is that when you have a thought and you reject it, your brain is like a muscle and you start teaching yourself to just cut off a thought right away. I mean, when I used to go walk to work, right? And then I, you know, when I first I would go through these people in the streets and I would think bad thoughts about them saying, oh, you know, you bum, you should get out of here. And I knew that was, and then when I found out that was wrong, that was before I was a spiritist, then I started thinking, oh, and I stopped myself from thinking that. And I started thinking, you poor guy, you've made some bad decisions and your trial is extremely hard. God bless you. I hope everything's better. So I now I don't even think that anymore. I don't think negative things when I see people in the street. I just think, oh, poor, poor person, you know, poor guy, poor woman, um, this is, you know, this is a bad one. This is not a good life for you. Hopefully you're learning through this whole experience. And one of the things I wanted to go through too is in this whole re, re-looking at your thought processes. I had um, written a book all about how to help get your thought process where they need to be. And it's called How to Live Inner Peace Through Spiritism. And I got this, the whole structure of the book is from a poem by Henri Luis and it was in the book um, Missives of Hope and the poem is this it's keep always trust in God and in yourself a serene conscience 
time spent on productive matters, a constructive speech, a prayer allied to work, hope in action, an industrious patience, a dispassionate opinion, the blessing of comprehension, a participation in everyone's progress, a compassionate attitude, truth enlightened by love, oblivion of evils, happiness in your commitments, unconditional forgiveness of offenses, that's a tough one, a devotion to study, a gesture of kindness, an encouraging smile, spontaneity to assist others, simplicity of habits, a spirit of renovation, fostering of tolerance, courage to place yourself second to serving, and perseverance in goodness. Now, what I did, in, when I read that book, uh, poem, I thought, well, this is like a step-by-step. And in order to do some of the subsequent stanzas in the poem, you really need to master the early stanzas in the poem, such as, in order to have truth enlightened by love, you need to have trust in God and yourself, a serene conscience. You need to spend your time on productive matter. You need to be constructive in your speech. You have to have hope in action and industrious patience. You need all those things because then when you start getting happiness in your commitments and the really one of the tougher ones, unconditional forgiveness of offenses, this is all, I mean, I thought this poem is great. And Herculano Perez said, said, you know, this should be kind of a blueprint for your life. And he said, someone should write a book. And I thought, well, you know what? That's what I, I tried. I, I did. And what I've, tr- what I've attempted to do in my book, uh, How to Live, is I go through each of the stanzas and I say, what does this mean? What does the spirit of renovation mean? What does courage to place yourself second to mean? What does it mean to the spirit world when they say that? And then getting information from different spiritist books. How should you change yourself to get to that place where you can have simplicity of habits and spontaneity to assist others and all those wonderful other aspects. So I thought that, you know, that poem to me just says so much that um, I just wanted again to read that out here for everyone because it just, it, it hits the steps we need to go through to actually become better. And of course, when Alan Kardec writes, you know, this is part of our, our, you know, when you have an evil thought and you, you get rid of it, that's part of our, our indication of a positive action that we're trying to to change ourselves. And that's why that poem is so interesting because it really kind of gives you a blueprint to change yourself. Now, why, why I keep saying that we need to change our thoughts and change, you know, and change our personality. And I've, I've said it before, it's because thought is action in the spirit world. And let's, let's talk about that for a second. What do I mean by thought is action? Because that's, so, that's broad. In the spirit world, we live in a subjective environment. On earth, we live in um, an objective environment, meaning this wall is behind me is a wall that pictures a picture. My mind cannot change that wall and my mind cannot change that picture. But if I was in the spirit world, I could change that wall. I could get rid of that wall. I can change the picture. I can change the color of the wall. I can change myself through my mind. And when s- several spirits get together, they can create a whole house through universal fluid. 
Now imagine with that much power, if we had everybody on earth would rise in the heaven and say, oh, I've got all sorts of power, how that would be ill-used. This is why the spirit world, this is why this whole this whole thing of going through these trials, sometimes they're horrible trials for people, all makes perfect sense. And this is the genius, of course, of God and our the supreme intelligence. As we go through these trials, so we modify ourselves and we modify our personality to become a better person, a pure spirit. Our thoughts are pure, our our emotions are not primitive emotions. We don't have revenge and hate and all that type of stuff. And it's important because once you get rid of all that, then you're able to use the power of your thought for good or serving. And this is why there are different levels of heaven. Because even if you're on the lower zone or in the umbral, which the lower zone is the, the umbral in Portuguese, or the dark abyss, which is under the, the crust of the earth, let's say, is those people live in, in this spirit world where they don't even know how much they can change their own environment. And their environment's all kind of controlled by other more dominant, not nice spirits. They can't really use that. And then in heaven, as you go, go higher and higher, you get more and more power to use your mind, your willpower, your faith, because they say faith is measurable in the spirit world to do more and more greater things. Eventually, as I talk about in my book, Heaven and Below, you, and also the, that's my first book and my second book, Spirits and Spirit Universe, where you graduate from the 10th level of heaven, which is an artificial numbering system they use just in this series of books for the Jibao Owen with the spirits talk to Jibao Owen. Other spirits use other levels. But you graduate from the 10th level of heaven. So you look at the earth and you look at concentric circles around the earth if you want to visualize it that way. And once you get past the 10th level, then you're in the creative level. So all, all this thousands and thousands of years, you, you, even if you go to heaven, you'll still have to come back and incarnate and go higher and higher in the levels until you can actually be part of, of the team of spirits that will create. Now, when I say create or do other things like that, you're part of, it's like you graduated from college. You can actually be a productive member of society. Until then, we're not that productive. What that means is you can you could be, as I say, Jesus is appointed governor of another planet. A planet is just forming. You can be part of the team to help form that planet, help form life, help guide the history, you know, the, the the history and the progress of a whole race of of humans or human-like free-willed spirits. That is what I mean. This is why we need to study, read the spirits book, read the gospel according to spiritism, and understand. This is why I'm talking about this. this is when Jesus said, blessed are the pure in heart. Now, it's like it's like a college professor saying, blessed are the industrious intelligence and hard, you know, hardworking students who put the who put the effort in. Jesus said the same thing. Blessed are the pure in heart. Because if you don't have 
you don't have if you're not pure in heart you will not rise in heaven this is another one of the great things about spiritualism it and this is this is to me the gospel according to spiritualism just explain the bible you know i got kind of lost through the different interpretations of the parables and these kind of fuzzy stories and this is it's just and, and then you read the gospel according to spiritualism and then you even study other spiritualist literature and it all becomes even more i mean what jesus said if you look at a lot of what he said it's like it's like actual fact of what the spirit world and yet we on earth for you know thousands of years tried to oh let's see you have to be born again oh that means you need to be baptized we analyze it and we get it all wrong no when jesus said you need to be born again that's reincarnation you need to be born again you don't getting water on you doesn't mean anything it may just mean something in your mind if that helps god bless you but no you need to be born again and again and again and again this is what's great about uh, the gospel according to spiritualism and all the spiritualist literature. So, let's go back to Alan Kardec, because, of course, he's much smarter than I am. So, I was talking about fighting your evil thoughts is an indication of positive action, right? To By the soul to extinguish a blemish. Now, on the contrary, a person who has made no good resolutions will look for every opportunity to practice evil. This person will then be just as guilty as if he or she has actually committed evil. So he said, to summarize, a certain degree of progress has already been achieved by the person who does not conceive the idea of committing evil. For the person who feels the urge but constantly repels it, progress is in the process of realization. For the person who thinks in terms of evil, taking pleasure in these thoughts, then the evil still exists in all its strength. In that one, in the one the work has been done, whereas in the other it is still to be started. But being just, God takes into account all these graduations when it comes to individual responsibility for actions and thoughts. Now, let's talk about regulations and ceremony. Now, Alan Kardec writes, the Jews had scorned God's true commandments in order to cling to the practice of regulations which had been established by man and had made the observance of these regulations a matter of conscience. The original simple substance became lost beneath complicated forms of ritual. As it was much easier to practice exterior occult than to effect moral reform, as an example, to wash the hands instead of cleansing the heart, Men became deluded, believing himself exonerated before God by conforming to those practices. So, of course, Alan Kardec is right. And what I've said many times is you don't have to do rote prayers. It, you know, if they make you feel better, fine. You don't have to wear something. You don't have to not eat or eat something. You don't have to go to church every Sunday. No, you don't have to do any of those things. It's all in your mind, and it's how you you retool your personality and your character. It's all about making yourself better. And this is what Alan Kardec wrote about that. The object of religion is to conduct humanity towards God. Well, God can only be reached through perfection. Therefore, every religion which does not make man better than at the present time will never reach its objective. 
Everything which man judges will support him in committing evil is either false or had its principles falsified. Such is the result of all religions where the form surmounts the base. Belief in the efficiency of exterior manifestation is null and void if it does not oppose the acts of murder, adultery, robbery, the causing of slander or damage in whatsoever form to whomsoever it may be. These kinds of religions never create godly men and women, only people who are superstitious, hypocrites, and fanatics. The mere appearance of pureness is not enough, but above all else, it is necessary to have a pure heart. And of course, this goes to the to the very summary. When, when Alan Kardec asked, you know, how can we summarize spiritism? They said, well, it's the golden rule. If you want to just take spiritism as one thing, and that is treat others as you would want to be treated. Because that just, it is, sounds easy. It's tough, right? It's tough when you're not thinking about it. So that is really the important thing, and that is to be pure of heart. You don't have to not eat. You don't have to wear something. But you have to do something much, much harder. It's easy. It's easy to conform. It's easy to say rote prayers. It's easy to look like everybody else and to act like everybody else. What isn't easy is to change that which is inside of you. Of course, again, that's why I wrote my book, um, How to Live, because it tells you step by step how to really change that most important thing. The, you, and what, you're, what do you change? When I say the most important thing is inside of you, what do you come to earth with? Your personality and your character. What do you leave? What's the only thing you leave? Your personality, your character. That is it. Everything else is dross. Everything else, the earth, whatever cars and houses you have, it's all, it's all going to be gone. At one time, the earth will, will be a dead planet, right? The sun will burn out. We'll be in another planet then. Nothing is important except what is in here and how that operates. That's why you're on earth. That is why the spirit world really gives us some difficult trials. And as the spirits, I've said many times, the spirits, you'll read in almost any book by any author in spiritism, pain is the great teacher. And unfortunately, it is. And it's. And I believe the spirit world only gives us trials with deep emotional pain and maybe some physical pain involved because we didn't learn from trials that were more subtle. And I think I myself have been a very stubborn learner, you know, and I probably needed those. So if you don't want painful trials, what I always tell people is do as well as you can in this life. Because as you are doing and how you're living this life will create the blueprint, will create the curriculum for your next life. And those who have nothing to, to be, you know, worried about and not to be, you know, just to be, real, you know, very oh i i feel much regret about what i did that and i i have things i regret even in this life unfortunately um that you won't have anything to worry in the next life so the, the if you can start today now's the time to start now let's carry on with what, what alan kardec wrote uh, this is now of talking about offenses if your hand be the cause of an offense cut it off now, this is in Matthew chapter 18, six, uh, verse 6 through 11. Woe unto the world because of offenses, for it must needs be that offenses come, 
but woe unto that man by whom the offense cometh. But whoso shall offend one of those little ones which believe, which believe in me, it were better for him that a millstone were hanged about his neck, and that he were drowned in the depth of the sea. Take heed that ye despise not one of these little ones, for I say unto you, that in heaven their angels do always behold the face of my Father, which is in heaven, for the Son of Man is come to save that which was lost. And then Matthew chapter 5, verse 30, uh, uh, 29 to 30. And if my right hand, if thy right hand offends thee, cut it off and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members shall perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast into hell. And if thy right I offend thee, pluck it out and cast it from thee. For it is profitable for thee that one of thy members should perish, and not that thy whole body should be cast in hell. Now, this was, you know, when I read this before I knew spirits, I go, I don't know about that. I'm not going to cut my, my hand off. But let's talk about what Alan Kardec, how he interpreted this. In its most unusual sense, in its most usual sense, the word offense means any action which goes ostensively against morality or decorum. The offense is not in the action itself, so much as in the repercussions it may cause. The word always implies a certain amount of commotion and dispute. Many people are content if they avoid causing offense in public because this would cause them to suffer the loss of prestige, so hurting their pride. So they do their best to hide their mistakes, as this is sufficient to quiet, to quieten their consciousness. They are, as Jesus said, as white sepulchres which are full of rottenness, like vessels which are clean without but dirty within. But in the evangelical sense, the accepted meaning of the word offense, used so repeatedly, is very much more general, generalized, and this is why in certain cases its meaning is not understood. It becomes not only that which affects the conscience of another person, but also everything which is a result of vice and human imperfections. Every bad reaction from one individual to another, with or without reper repercussion. In this case, the offense is the effective result of bad morality. Jesus said, It is necessary that offenses exist in the world, because due to the many imperfections of those on earth, Humanity shows itself inclined to practice evil, and also because bad trees only bring forth bad fruits. From these words, then, we must understand that evil is a consequence of man's imperfection, and not that there exists an obligation to practice evil. It must needs be that offense comes so that humanity, being in atonement here on earth, may punish itself by contact with its own failings, thus becoming it first its victims, from which it will finally come to understand the inconvenience of this way of life. So, let's talk about what Alan Kardec just said. Let's go all the way back to, if something offends, he pluck it out. Well, now that we understand spiritism, we understand that if we really offended a person or a group of persons, that those people would want to have revenge upon us. Now, that desire for revenge and that desire for payback doesn't end when those spirits, when those who used to be human die and go to the spirit world. They still may hate you when they're in the spirit world. And then when you incarnate once again, they will be after you. This is the cause of a lot of obsession and mental illnesses. Now, 
always go see your doctor and, you know, get help and so on like that. But spiritism will tell you a lot of this is caused by spiritual obsession. And spirits will try and fool you and make you feel bad. Now, there's been talks about like in the memoirs of the of the Memoirs of a Suicide by Yvonne Vera, where spirits actually try and get people to commit suicide so then they can control them when they come over to the other side or they want revenge on them for something they did. You'll read this over and over again in spiritist literature. So that's why Jesus said, don't offend anybody because that action you know, it, you know, you may offend someone and then years later you go, oh, they've forgotten or, or you're out of, out of the country or you're out, out of reach, whatever those people are. No, it doesn't work that way. Those people are spirits, they're immortal, and they may not forget. Don't offend people. Don't cheat people. Don't be dishonest. And this is the second point. The spirit world does not like loose ends, does not like these things to commence. So what does that mean when I say that? It means that if you had someone that you really did something terrible to, that person may come back as your child. You may come back as their child. You're going to be related somehow, some way. And you're going to have to, get, you're going to, have to learn how to get together. And you're going to have to learn how to love each other. So, you know, the spirit world does not like conflicts that are unresolved. This will all happen. There's this great lecture by uh, uh, Geraldo, Geraldo uh, Neto. And he talked about um, multiple lives of this one family. And he talked about this husband and wife. And then this other woman who wanted the husband. This is back in Roman times. I won't get into too much detail. But she used her maid to go into the household and, of course, make the wife look bad because she wanted to steal the husband. Now, she just kind of destroyed the whole family. So what happened? Well, a thousand years later, she and the woman that she, the wife she was plotting against, and the maid were all born as sisters. And in fact, the wife married the same guy in a, in a later life, right? And, and, no, I'm sorry. The, the woman who was, who wanted the, the man, she was his sister. So she was not allowed to love him as she wanted the woman who was his wife married, of course, married him. And the the maid and the woman who were this guy's sister, they, you know, they just had to look on and try accept the woman. Of course, now, uh, uh, Geraldo said this woman, you know, in this life, she was very nice. Uh, she was a you know wonderful person, but she never liked, she always thought that the wife that married her brother was never good enough. So these little things are still there, but that shows you that, you're going to be put in some situation where it's going to, the issue is going to be resolved. And if it doesn't work in one life, it, it will, they'll do it again in another life. Therefore, if you have a family member who just bugs the hell out of you, try and not let that happen. Come to an agreement 
and come to where you can be friends. You don't have to be the greatest, you know, lovey-dovey people in the world, but you can at least be civil and, and be content with each other. So, let's carry on here. So let's carry on with what Alan Kardec said. This is a good uh, mental image and, and thinking. Let us suppose that mankind was transformed, so becoming composed only of good men and women, that no one would think of doing evil to his neighbor, and all would be happy to be good. This is a condition found in the elevated worlds, where evil has been banished. This is what will come to pass here on earth, when man has made sufficient progress. But new worlds are populated by primitive spirits, and also serve as places of exile, places of atonement for those spirits who are imperfect, rebellious, persistent in evil, who have been expelled from worlds which have been come, which have been come places of happiness. That's us, right? We're on this world of atonement. We're on the planet Earth. It's it's a world of atonement, meaning we're here to pay for our past wrongs and learn to to perfect ourselves. Someday, and we're in this process now, the earth will become a planet of regeneration and we will become an elevated planet where evil is much, much more diminished. Not completely banished. So some people making making mistakes. And if they make too many mistakes, they will be then sent to a planet of atonement like earth is now. And in fact, there are many spirits around. And these people are usually pretty intelligent. Uh, who will be born here on Earth, who came from other planets, planets of regeneration, or even higher than that, if they did something really wrong for some reason. <coughs> so they'll have to learn to uh, <coughs> modify their behavior and become nicer people. So what you're really seeing <coughs> with these planets is this whole graduated method of training spirits. This is, again, the genius of the spirit world, why they're so much, you know, why they're beyond our comprehension, right? Is for primitive spirits, like a kid going to nursery school or kindergarten, we go to a planet, uh, a planet of atonement where we're in probably elementary school, or, or to me it's more like a middle school where the, the kids are, running around in some hormonal condition they can barely control themselves i think that's us and then hopefully we'll go higher and higher and when we individually and collectively when the whole earth is ready to become a planet of regeneration individually we could go to other planets if, if someone really performs well here in their next incarnation they may not come back to earth they may go to a superior planet or most of us here will probably come back to Earth and help the whole planet rise. But again, this is, this is if you think about the amount of effort and the, the billions of souls and how many people are here and how many spirits, each, you know, each spirit, each incarnate on Earth has a guardian angel that helps them in, in their daily life. How much effort that is. Imagine if school had someone who followed you all around, always whispering in your ear, watching what you're doing all the time. That would take a lot of effort, a lot of expense. That's what the 
spirit world is doing with us. So does that not tell you how valuable to God and the spirit world a productive spirit is? If a productive spirit wasn't that, you know, important to have, why would they spend all this time training us? Why would they want to make us perfect? Because what we can do when we are perfect must be so important. That's what you have to look forward for. And that's why to give you the motivation to study and work at this. Okay, let's carry on with with Alan Kardec. So Christ said, let the little children come unto me. Now, profound in their simplicity, these words do not contain just a call to children, but a call to souls who gravitate in the inferior regions where misfortune knows no hope. Jesus also calls to the infantile intellectual intellectuality of the adult, to the weak, to those in slavery, to the depraved, and to the wicked. He could teach nothing to the physically infantile, still bound by matter and submitted to the yoke of instinct. Now, these, these has not yet reached their superior category of reason or free will, which is exercised around them and for their benefit. Jesus wanted mankind to deliver themselves to him with confidence, in the same way that tiny tots with their special appeal win over the hearts of women who are all mothers, then he could submit these souls to his tender and mysterious influence. He was the flame which brought light to the darkness, that dawn light which announces the sunrise. He was the initiator of spiritism, which should in its turn attract to him not the children, but men of good will. Vigorous action has begun. It is no longer a question of instinctive belief and mechanical obedience. It is necessary for man to follow the intelligent law which shows its universality. Dear, and this is written by a spirit, as recorded by Alan Kardec. Dearly beloved, the time has come in which, when explained, all fallacies will become truths. We shall teach the exact meaning of the parables and show the strong correlation existing between what was and what is now. In truth, I say unto you that these great spiritual manifestations will open up the horizons, and that this is the messenger which will shine resplendently as the sun upon the mountain top. And that was from John the Evan uh, Evangelist in Paris in 1863. So, I think we've explored a lot of uh, our, the pure in heart. I, I think it's tells you that it is a state that we need to strive for it's not a state that you can just achieve overnight it it to spiritism it takes two kind of two parallel tracks one is love in your heart and yes you can do a lot with love in your heart and loving everybody but you also need that intellectual study you need to understand how to approach problems. You need to understand why people do what they do in order then for you to really forgive them. Because you have to forgive them emotionally and intellectually. You have to understand if something did you wrong, you can emotionally say, oh, I forgive that person. But what in actuality to really ascend and be prepare yourself for heaven, you say, I forgive that person. 
I understand the trials they're going through. I understand why they did what they did to me because I had an intersecting trial that I had to go through. And I understand that someday they will become a pure spirit and that I should pray for them and wish them for them to learn and to get on with their life and their trials and be successful in their trials. And you need that combination of emotionalism and your intellectual ability, which is called really, which, which is wisdom, right? Is your intellectual ability and your, your heart together, which is, that's true wisdom. That's the wisdom Socrates had. That's why people loved him. Um, that's what we need to create. And of course, I talk about that in my book, How to Live Inner Peace Through Spiritism. I also talk about, if you want to learn more about the, the processes and the spirit world, is I suggest you look at, when I talk about spirits, what they can do, what they can't do, how they go from level to level, uh, is the f first book in a series of three books, Heaven and Below, uh, which talks about heaven, the umbrow, the dark abyss, talks about Jesus when he is in heaven. And then I have the spirits and spirit universe and how we are guided by spirits. And then lastly, I want to say, if for those of you who have Netflix, there is this wonderful movie, Kardec, and it's K-A-R-D-E-C. Please, it's in, um, you can, it, it's dubbed in English. Also, it's uh, subtitled if you want to hear it in Portuguese native language. It's dubbed in other languages. So it's uh, it's all about Alan Kardec. It's a great movie. I recommend you 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 see it so you can understand it. And then read the Spirits book. Read the Spirits book. Read the Gospel according to Spiritism. Um, get involved in, in what Spiritism is. Why do I say that? Because it will allow you to become a a better person. You, I cannot tell you how much less stress I feel by understanding why people do what they do, why bad things happen, why good things happen, why everything is transitory on this earth. It just it lets you look at your life from the ten thousand foot level instead of being down on the sidewalk looking at every speck of dirt that, that flicks into your eye. It gives you this great perspective. Now, if you'd like to even Twelve more and ask questions. There's a group of people um, that we will come and talk to you, or not come. To, we will talk to you either through WhatsApp or uh, Skype, however you'd like to do it. You can go to the SpiritismStudy.org site. You can ask for a, an appointment. You set up a time. There's there's uh, like there's uh, right now there's like at least three or more of us, and we all have days blocked out that we'll have these appointments. You can ask for appointment. So for instance, you ask an appointment for me. Let's say for um, Friday at five o'clock at night, I will email you back and say yes, I can do that. Uh, would you want to communicate through WhatsApp or Skype? Those are the two I use. If there's something different you want to use, you, you know, tell me. I can load it onto my cell phone or my my computer and i'll say this is my skype name please ping me and then at, at the point of time i will ring you and i will you know and of course this is not a um i'm not going to force you to go through any study plan we'll just talk uh, then we can go on more and i've had a lot of people that i've had a couple 
appointments made and now they you know now they just call me when they when they like to call and ask questions and they email me back and forth so these are all things that there's a, a group of us that would love to help anyone who wants to understand spiritism spiritism takes the fuzziness out of the spirit world it lets you know why you're here why you're in this physical body which is just a covering so it's a it's a diving suit we'll be out of that soon it's so temporary and it, when you get into that mindset it's all free it's amazing so anyway i want to say thanks for everyone who has listened to me tonight again please share this also please tell your friends about cardac radio you can load it up on your android or your iphone your apple phone and um Subscribe to my YouTube or BitChu channel and go and sign up and subscribe to my uh, my blog at nwspiritism.com. You'll, you'll, you'll be sent every day uh, my latest article that I've written. I, I always have one post every day on some aspect of spiritism. So anyway, I want to say God bless to everyone and good night. And I will see everybody next Sunday. God bless.